Super Talk Mississippi media production. Today, the spring wraparound takes us to Rocky Top. Let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers with Ben McKee from Gold Vols 24-7. Tennessee, one of the more intriguing teams out there this year, Ben, to me, because when you talk about their expectation level, I think people have sort of gotten back on board with Tennessee as a power, and Tennessee is going to be a good team this year. But they have got some big-time players to to replace is this Tennessee program sort of a, a reload program once again? Not yet. Not yet. They're getting there, and I don't think there's going to be a, a steep drop-off. You, you you do see some some college football programs that aren't uh, as successful over the history of college football. They, they kind of have a, a great year here and there and, and then a drastic drop-off. I don't think that's at all the case. I, I still think they're going to be a good football team. Uh, the question is how good, uh, but they haven't reached the point to where they can just reload every single season uh, like in Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, obviously. Um, but they're hoping to do so with some key additions uh, at different positions. Uh, they went out and added Dante Thornton at receiver in, in the hopes of replacing a guy like a Jalen Hyatt and and Cedric Tillman, who were just drafted. So uh, they have a bunch of guys like that that they've added that that are hoping can kind of pick up where the guys that just left uh, left off. Uh, but no, they're, they're not in a position to where they can just reload every single season. And, and that's not a Josh Heupel problem. That That is a... Uh, Jeremy Pruitt problem, to be frank, and and not just Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, it was obviously a, a decade uh, plus a little bit more uh, of yeah. misery uh, before Josh Heupel got to <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, so th- there's a lot of people involved, but uh, I, I think the further removed we are from the Jeremy Pruitt situation, the, the more and more egregious his tenure was. And uh, because of the way that went down with him being fired and uh, the mass es- exodus of, of players transferring, uh, it left uh, the cupboards very bare uh, depth talent wise. So uh, they, they've been able to get over the hump and have success by uh, their star players being star players. Uh, but you're not a true program that can reload like those other schools I mentioned a moment ago uh, until you have recruited to to the point to where you have talent and depth and the the depth part has been lacking. They're starting to get there but at this point uh, because there, there was such a big rebuild in that sense uh, a lot of that depth is is very young football players that will, will probably contribute this year but they're not guys that you're going to want to rely on right away. So uh, I do think they're getting there under Josh Heupel but not yet just because of the just how big of a mess he took over from Jeremy Pruitt and two years ago Joe Milton was named the starting quarterback to start the season for for Tennessee and you could see the athleticism you see the big arm but he just couldn't put the consistency together Hendon Hooker takes over and we all know what happened from there what's different with Joe Milton now than it was two years ago he's starting to look more like a quarterback and not just uh, a guy with the best physical traits in the country uh, because if it, if it's just about physical traits I mean Joe Milton is up there with with anybody he, even this past season uh, he he has an absolute rocket of an arm uh, and just incredible arm strength and that's great obviously but uh, that that's no good if you can't um, put a little touch on the football and and throw your receivers open and anticipate throws and uh, fill the the pocket and and be a leader and and all those other things that come with being a quarterback. It, it's not just about having great God given abilities. It, it's it, it's about having a, a feel for the position. It, it's no different than a a pitcher in baseball 
having a 102 mile an hour fastball and that's great and all but if you don't know where it's going then what's the point of having a 102 mile an hour fastball because you're, you're just going to walk everybody or hit everybody and, and that's kind of where joe milton was uh the the natural talent has always been absolutely obvious uh, even from the moment he stepped foot on campus. And, and that's why he beat out Hendon Hooker um, initially two years ago, like you mentioned, just because of the natural talent. I mean, it, it's it's up there with anybody in the country, truly. Um, but what separated Hendon from Joe is is all the the other things that I just mentioned, the, the, the stuff that comes with being a quarterback. So I, I do think Joe has already taken a step forward. Uh, that first year where he did lose the starting job, he he displayed none of those things, but this past season he comes back after an offseason with Josh Heupel and Alex Golish and Joey Halsley, the offensive staff, and you see him putting touch on his passes. You see him anticipating throws and throwing guys open. You saw legitimate improvements. He he didn't look just just like an athletic freak back there. He he looked like an actual quarterback, and, and you saw that pay off the last two games of the season against Vanderbilt and against Clemson in the Orange Bowl. So this is a a big offseason for. Joe, just continuing to to work on all of the small details and uh, of being a, a quarterback, and I I don't know that he's going to have a Hendon Hooker type of year because Hendon was uh, firmly in the Heisman conversation up until he tore his ACL. So I, I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate thirty plus touchdowns to, to two or three interceptions, um, but I do think he's he's going to have a good year as he continues to improve under Josh Heupel. I listened to a podcast recently, the, the Cover 3 podcast with CBS Sports, and Bud Elliott was on there talking about Tennessee's offense, the, the veer and shoot, and he talked about what made it so difficult to work against and what this, this sort of secret fraternity of coaches that run this offense and how tight-lipped they are about the concepts and things like that. You see this offense up close all the time. What makes it so tough for defenses to work against? Just that there's so many things to defend. I mean, it's it's really that simple. I know everybody likes to to call it a, a gimmick offense, and I I, I think that's probably fair to, to say uh, because they are trying to use the the tempo uh, in their favor. Uh, that that's kind of like uh, the candy that they're trying to get the toddler to to focus on. But I, I hesitate to to say that that's a, a fair thing to say because by definition it is a gimmick offense. If you look up gimmick in in the dictionary, it, it kind of fits what this Tennessee offense is. But it, it's not. That's not the only reason that Tennessee is having success under Josh Heupel. Or and I shouldn't even say Tennessee. I should say Josh Heupel himself. I mean, he's been successful everywhere he's been, especially the the latter part of his career. UCF, Missouri. I know there was an interesting situation there at Oklahoma, his alma mater, where he was the OC. But um, really, since then, he, he's been successful everywhere. Uh, and it's not just because he, he loves tempo or the, the wide wide receiver splits to, to where the receivers are splitting out so much further than you typically see. Josh Heupel is, is a great game planner, uh, a great play caller. Uh, he, he constantly is dialing up plays to to get guys open. I mean, just go back and watch Jalen Hyatt against Alabama and his five touchdowns this past season on the third Saturday in October. Uh, and, and there were plays like that all throughout the season. And and really, even going back to year one, when, when he didn't have a ton to work with, he was scheming guys open. So, yeah, everybody focuses on the, the tempo and, and getting to the line of scrimmage and hiking it before uh, the defense is set. And that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. But 
what I think separates the offense on top of the tempo is, is that that's one thing, but then he's adding wrinkles week in and week out that defenses haven't seen yet or aren't prepared for, and that's just making life even more tough when they're focused on the tempo as much as they are. Uh, and Hendon Hooker has had to be a, a great decision maker, and that's what made him so successful. Is in, in this offense, Tennessee's quarterbacks have to to make so many decisions so quickly, and Hendon did that at an elite level, and that's why you only saw him throw two interceptions this past season and, and have over 30 touchdown passes. Uh, it, it was pretty remarkable. So uh, it, it, it's it's a very unique offense, and it's one that I think is is tough to defend for, for so many reasons, but I, I don't think people realize just how smart of an offensive mind Josh Heupel is. I, I think they just credit it to the the tempo stuff, but it, it's not just that. He, he is truly a, a genius on that side of the football. Yeah, and, and the 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 secrecy is sort of is sort of funny to me. I, I like that because you know sometimes you feel like you know something and you don't. I, I get a kick out of the idea that these coaches are like, oh, we can't really talk about our play calling and stuff like that. They say when they have coaches conventions and uh these guys do talk, you can't get a seat in the room because it's just it's just so so Tighten it. I don't know. I don't get it, but whatever. Uh, defensively, this team was pretty good last year. There are only two games that sort of stand out, and one of them's a win. They weren't good against Alabama, but Alabama's really good. And then there's that South Carolina game, which might be the biggest outlier in college football uh, from a season ago. You know, what is this defense going to look like in 2023? I, th- I think it's going to be a, a better defense uh, than it was a year ago. Uh, it, it was kind of a a, a, a different defense in the sense of like the front seven you had confidence in uh w- one of the reasons Tennessee was able to win double digit football games last year is obviously Hendon Hooker Jalen Hyatt uh, all the fun toys that, that they had offensively but the biggest reason they were able to make such a big jump and beat Alabama and Florida uh, LSU, Clemson, all, all of these schools that have been beating Tennessee down for the last decade, like we talked about earlier, the, the biggest reason Tennessee was able to take a jump and beat those schools is because of what they did in the trenches, both along the offensive line and along the defensive line. I mean, Tennessee, Darnell Wright is the 10th overall pick in the draft on this past Thursday night, and, and that kind of speaks for itself. He, he led the charge uh, along the offensive line, but then the defensive line maybe didn't have a Darnell Wright in terms of star player or, or first-round pick, but they have Rodney Garner, their defensive line coach, who is one of the, the greatest SEC assistant coaches in the history of SEC football, been at Georgia, been at, at Auburn. Uh, now at Tennessee, and and he has a long, long list of of guys who are playing in the NFL. He he has worked wonders uh, with that defensive line room. Uh, that that defensive line room was one of the positions that lacked the most talent and depth uh, when Josh Heupel took over, and and for him to to squeeze out as much lemonade out of that lemon as he did uh, was truly incredible. So. And the linebackers were pretty good as well. They were frustrating at times, uh, but very athletic, and that led to some plays. Uh, and Tim Banks' defense, the defensive coordinator at Tennessee, kind of is all gas, no breaks, just really focused on being in the backfield. And that hurts them at times, uh, but it also leads to a lot of TFLs and and sacks and, and plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, negative plays, which is obviously good for a defense. Uh, but the secondary was a big issue. When, when Tennessee's 
defense did struggle last year, it was because of the secondary. I mean, there, there was just a, a real lack of talent and lack of depth uh, back there. Didn't didn't really have anybody step up. Maybe a Danico Slaughter and Wesley Walker towards the end of the season, uh, and that bodes well for this upcoming year. Uh, but it, it was a it was kind of like two defenses that Tennessee fans had to watch last year because you had confidence in the front seven uh, to slow down the run game, the traditional running game, which they did. But then guys like Anthony Richardson had just absolute field days against them. You talk about that Alabama game. Uh, Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs were just an absolute nightmare for Tennessee all afternoon long. And and part of that was because the secondary was was so, so poor. Uh, so I, I don't have a ton of confidence that it's, that it's just going to be night and day different this season. Uh, I mentioned earlier that they're going to be relying on some young guys to, to hopefully take big steps forward, and especially back there on the back end. So uh, and and they did have some veterans graduate uh, again. I said earlier that the the defensive line didn't really have a first round pick like a Darnell Wright, but they they did have some veterans and, and at linebacker as well. So uh, they're going to be younger, but I do think they're going to be more talented and have more depth. It's just going to be up to those young players. How much do they grow this summer? How much do they improve? And just how ready are they going to be to make an impact? Because if they're ready to make an early impact, then uh, the the defense should be one of the the better defenses in the SEC. Here's the question we've asked everybody in these these interviews we've done over the past few weeks. When we get to November, after Tennessee plays Vanderbilt, where are the volunteers? Are they a realistic challenger to Georgia? Can they get in the SEC championship game? Where are they? Yeah, I I think that's a a very interesting question. Not not trying to dodge it. I I just think there's so many unknowns uh still at the beginning of may and more so with with georgia uh who who is georgia's quarterback going to be uh and they obviously have to replace a a ton of defenders who are now (laughs) all conveniently playing with the eagles um but (laughs) they they are one of those programs like we talked about earlier though that that they reload every year uh it doesn't really matter how many guys they lose on defense they're still going to be absolutely great and Probably the the best defense in the country. So you, you certainly pick Georgia to to be the favorite. But in terms of the gap between Georgia and and the others in the SEC East, uh, I, I think it'll depend on on Tennessee's offense, quite frankly. And obviously, it'll it'll pen, depend on the defense and how much they improve. Like I just got done talking about. But how big of a drop off is there from Hendon Hooker's? offense to, to Joe Milton's offense. I, I think that's the big question. I, I said earlier, I think Tennessee is going to be a good football team, but it, is it a, a nine and three good football team? Uh, is it a, a 10 and two good football team? Or or is it a team that uh, at the end of November, they're in position to potentially win the East? I, I think that's a, a huge question mark at, at this point, but uh, I would obviously certainly pick um Georgia uh, to win the East as of now. But I again, I, I think Tennessee will have a, a good season. And and if Joe Milton finally puts it all together, if, if it finally clicks for Joe Milton and he just absolutely takes off, Tennessee could absolutely beat Georgia. Tennessee plays Georgia uh, in Knoxville this mm-hmm. season. Uh, it's the SEC. You have other tough games that you'll have to handle as well, and, and that'll factor into the race. But if it all clicks for Joe Milton, because he's going to have some weapons on the outside, maybe not the the household names that people are aware of, but Tennessee has some players they're really excited about at skill positions on, on offense. Uh, if if they click with Joe Milton, then then it's an offense that 
that can replicate last year's success. And and part of it is Josh Heupel's offense. I, I think Josh Heupel's offense is going to be successful kind of regardless of, of its personnel. Um, but if, if it finally clicks for Joe Milton, because he was a big-time quarterback coming out of high school, signed with Michigan, didn't really work out there, transferred to Tennessee, didn't work out right away. But uh, he looks like a completely different guy, both as a leader, both as a quarterback, since he stepped foot on Tennessee's campus. And that's because of Josh Heupel's ability to develop quarterbacks. If it finally clicks for him, then Tennessee can absolutely challenge uh, Georgia to win the SEC East. We shall see. It was interesting to see Tennessee being back next year. Now we'll see if they can handle success. Ben McKee, go Vols 24-7, man. Thanks a lot. It was really good info. Thanks, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.